Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to episode 41 of The Determined Mom Show. In today's episode, it's going to be a little different than all of our previous episodes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a preview each of the speakers and their sessions from day one of the Business Mom Summit that's coming up in April. So it is going to be an amazing, amazing experience because you're going to get to see firsthand all of the speakers that are in day one. And you're going to also hear from them directly and hear some questions that I ask them about their topic and all kinds of awesome things. So I do want to introduce the speakers in this introduction. So we have our first speaker on day one, which is all about mind, is Uma Alexandra Bipat. She is the owner of the Lotus and the Light Metaphysical Center. And she is, and that's located in Manassas, Virginia. She's going to be teaching us the mindful entrepreneur employing spiritual practices for success. So she is an amazing wealth of knowledge. She's got over 40 certifications in the metaphysical slash clinical world, and she is just awesome. So next up will be Tammy Brockman. She is the owner of Tammy Brockman Nutrition. She's been a licensed dietitian for over 20 years, and she's going to be teaching us how to use mindfulness to take our mind off of what's for dinner and put it back on our business. So I know this is a struggle for many and she is going to help us to get over it. Next up is going to be Julia Busby. She is a life coach with Finding Her and she is going to teach us how to redesign our business using mindfulness and gratitude. Those are two very important things and just using them is going to be amazing and it's going to change your business. The next speaker is Teresa Lodato and she's going to be teaching us the gifts of self-awareness to reduce stress and create better relationships. And then we have Mary Allison Brown who's going to be teaching us how to overcome fear and self-sabotage And then last but not least for day one, we have Daisy Clements and she is from Coaching with Daisy LLC and she's going to be talking about why you're not taking the action you want to take and she's going to be teaching us how to make that happen. So I am very excited to have all of these amazing mothers as part of the summit. They are just a wealth of knowledge and the reason that I structured the summit in the way that I did with mind on day one is because if you don't have all of these things set in your mind, you're not going to be able to grow. You're not going to be able to succeed in the way that you really, really want to, that you're going to be limiting your growth if your mindset is not right. So, and I speak from personal experience for this because I've done that for the first year of my business. I had a specific mindset and I was very set on things and um, very limiting in my beliefs. And now that I've kind of let that go and worked past it, I've been doing mindset work, things are changing in my business. And I just want you as a mom business owner to make sure that you have that solid foundation of having your mind in the right place with the right attitude and the right thoughts so you can succeed. That is my goal. I want you to succeed. That's the goal of the Business Mom Summit. And we want to, all of us speakers, want to help you succeed in any way that you can, in any way that we can to help you succeed 
overcoming your current challenges, whether it be mindset, business, self, marketing, or social media. So we look forward to having you and definitely, definitely register for the Business Mom Summit if you have not already. Thank you. Let's get started. Hi everyone, Amanda Tento here, and I am here with Uma Alexandra Bupat, and she is the owner of the Lotus Wellness Center in Manassas, Virginia, and she is the probably the person that I would go to for pretty much any type of holistic, spiritual, any type of practice because she's got all of the certifications, <laughs> everyone that you do. can think of. Yeah. So welcome, Uma. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. I am very excited to have you and definitely looking forward to hearing your talk. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to be teaching us. Okay. So for the Business Mom Summit, I am actually doing a talk on the mindful entrepreneur employing spiritual practices for success. I know that people, you rarely try to put together spiritual with success and business, but I found a way to do it. And I've actually found a way to make working feel fun and enjoyable and part of your bigger purpose. And that's what I'll be talking about. That's awesome. We all need that, like desperately. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, think desperately. So. I think the world needs like a big old sage, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause there's so much, especially when we do a lot of online um, interactions with people, there's a lot of negativity on Facebook and you know, you ask for someone's opinion and then you get things that are not so nice. And there's a lot of that, not to mention all of the, just the daily workings of your business too. So yeah, oh, that's awesome. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in your business. Okay. So I actually have a master's of science in healthcare management. So my earlier life in the real world was part of hospital administration. So I used to run you know, departments in the hospital, or I worked at Palm Beach Psychiatric and Addiction Center as the administrator. So I came from a management background. And in my 30s, I had what most of us have, which is like a spiritual awakening, which was reconnecting me back to who I originally was. I've always been like an empath and a very intuitive child growing up. And there was this drawback to that. And I started taking classes. And like Amanda said, I'm certified in over 45 modalities. I've been doing this work for 11 years, and I'm currently the CEO and owner of Lotus Wellness Center, the Lotus and the Light Metaphysical Center. I'm the president of the Manassas Holistic Chamber of Commerce and an elite doTERRA wellness advocate. So I'm really like both feet, whole body, all the way up to your neck in the spiritual practices and the spiritual field. And I really started by following my intuition, following spiritual guidance onto this path and it's just kind of really opened up and flowered and bloomed and I'm here to really help people find their path, their way as a soul alignment coach. So that's how I kind of got into it. That's awesome. I know because I've had you on the podcast before, I know a lot more about you than, than the audience, but she is just amazing and it, it gives uh -huh. me goosebumps to be sitting here with her and um, doing this interview. So very excited. And can you tell us a little bit about, so you work with people all the time that are business owners, and they're trying to kind of go on that spiritual journey. So what is the biggest struggle that you see with business owners that are trying to mix those two? I think it goes into limiting beliefs that business owners have. When I work with my clients, my, I usually work with female entrepreneurs, and they really buy into what is happening right in front of them right now. So you're only looking at the money that's coming in, the time that you have, 
your business, your family obligations, and that feels very heavy. And that's kind of what boxes people in. So when I work with people, I try to open up their viewpoint and their perspective and remind them that, you know, we go back to that original reason why you came as a soul, why you incarnated on this planet. And I just have them look at it. So I usually start with my people by doing like a visualization and saying, what is this all about? And I think that's what a lot of business owners struggle with is remembering that you're here for a higher purpose. You're not just here to pay bills or to be a caretaker or caregiver, like you're so much more. And we have to reconnect you back to that. And once you do, then all of life becomes joyful. I mean, even washing the dishes becomes joyful. You know, that's the part of samadhi, the enlightenment, the bliss that comes from realizing your actualized potential. Wow. So that's what I would say business owners struggle with is just being in that limiting view and perspective and really thinking this is all there is. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love to be happy about doing the dishes. <laughs> so that's amazing. And I can't wait to watch your talk and see exactly what you're going to be teaching us. So can you give me an example of a business owner that's really getting it right? Maybe even yourself or someone else, someone that comes to your mind that has really kind of shifted their perspective and really is living in that state of joy. I have hundreds of clients I can talk on with their permission too, but I honestly want to use myself because you knowing my path and what I've had to go through and to get to where I'm at is the, it, I'm my biggest testimony, which is great because, you know, when you get teachers or you get mentors, you want to be mentored or taught by somebody who's actually done it. And I went from being a really low confidence, low self-esteem, self-depreciating woman who just said the worst things about herself and believed the worst things about herself. And I was just in this negative slump and all of life was happening to me right? Like everything was just happening to me. And I just had no rhyme or reason. I had no energy to lift myself out of this or even to create. And doing the things that I'm going to talk about in my webinar for the Business Mom Summit, I'm going to show you how it's very possible to lift and to expand and to grow. And then to have all this insight and clarity come in that just opens up your life. So like I said, you now know I own four businesses. Yeah. I make six figures a year on the material world aspect. On the spiritual world aspect, I have actually worked with privately 10,000 people in sessions. And I've taught thousands of students across the world. And I get to travel for fun and for professional work, which is awesome and get paid for it. So um, I've written one book, I'm writing my second book, I'm really living the best life by employing these spiritual practices that I'm going to share with you. And my, my biggest hope is that you watch, you get a lot out of it, and you're able to take it and turn it into something that your life needs right now. Um, and all these suggestions I give you, a lot of them are going to be free, like things that you can start doing right now just by shifting perspectives. And then some of them, yeah, you can get a coach, you can get, take some classes, but I'm going to give you a whole plethora of information and based on your budget, your time, your availability and your interest, we'll have something for everyone. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds perfect. And as mom business owners, that's exactly what we need. We need those options. Everybody's in a different state, a different level. So thank you so much for being here. I love it. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And um, one last question before we go. What do you feel like was your single biggest struggle when you were trying to kind of mix that spirituality into your business and just find that peace? My biggest struggle, which a lot of people can identify and relate to, is I felt like I didn't have time. I felt like 
well, the kids are running around, so I can't meditate. But you actually can do spiritual practice when the kids are running around. So there was like, I had a very limited view, again, about what spirituality was and spiritual practice was. And I had no idea that there was just like this whole wide world available to me. And it could meet me exactly where I was. Because when I started my business, my children, I have two boys, they were under the age of five. And I was going through a divorce. So I was a single mom with two young boys, literally no time to myself. And I started this business that has now grown into four beautiful businesses. So if I can totally do it, you can totally do it. And if, if your reason for not doing it is because of time, you don't have time, there's no way that you can fit another thing on your plate, listen to my webinar because I'm going to show you that you can. You can have time and you can totally create, recreate your life into something that you want. That is awesome. I cannot wait. And I'm sure everybody watching this can't <laughs> wait either. So Uma's talk is going to be the first one on day one. So she's going to be on April 20th. And that's going to be at 7 p.m. or 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. Eastern. Yeah. So if you miss it, uh, you're not going to want to miss it. That's for sure. That's for darn sure. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much, Uma. Thank you for being here and participating in the summit. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to do this. I can't wait. Hi everyone, Amanda Tento here and I am here with Tammy Brockman. She is a registered and licensed dietitian and she is going to be sharing with us how to use mindfulness to take your mind off of what's for dinner and put it back on your business. So welcome, Tammy. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Amanda. Yeah, I'm very excited to learn more about your topic because this is an issue that I have perpetually struggled with. I entire adult life, at least. When you're a kid, you don't really think about what you're eating, but I know I didn't eat very good. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, a topic that us moms definitely, probably a lot of us struggle with. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm not immune to that. Just because I'm a dietitian doesn't mean that I'm immune to any of that. I yeah. pretty much say all of that same stuff for myself as well. So yeah. Yeah. the nice thing about you is that you have the tools right in your pocket to kind of hopefully, you know, help you overcome those a little bit quicker than someone that doesn't have those tools readily available and has to kind of learn, right? Right, right. It, I think that it probably makes me a little bit less fearful of it. Yeah. Uh, it's because I, I have the background to, to know, well, I have the background to know that, you know, food isn't going to kill me, first of all, yeah. <laughs> if I eat the wrong thing. So yeah, I don't have all the same fears that I know that my clients have come to me with. So yeah. Okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about your background. How did you get started as a dietitian? What is your background? And um, how did you get started kind of helping women to overcome or kind of start eating mindfully? Yeah, so I've been a dietitian since 1996, so a long time ago, way back. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I spent probably the first 17 or so years of my career working in hospitals and, and long-term care settings. Well, that's on the clinical side and on the food service side. And then about six or so years ago, I, um, I needed to leave my job to be home with my son, um, who's on the autism spectrum. And we just, we just needed me to be home. So I came home, but we also still needed some income coming in from me. We weren't independently wealthy where I could just quit my job and, and not work for the rest of my life. And plus, I wasn't ready to be done being a dietitian. I, I really enjoy what I do, um, so I wanted to keep working. I wanted to have something that would kind of fulfill that that professional side of me. So um, I decided to dive into being an entrepreneur and 
having my own business. And I, you know, I've been kind of floating in and out of different things to, to help people with. And really up until probably last spring, was kind of bouncing all over the place. And then I stumbled accidentally upon this, this thing called intuitive eating and um, mindfulness. And, and it pretty much changed my life. It changed the whole trajectory of my business and, and my career. And, and I'm, I'm excited to be where I'm at right now with all of this. So That's awesome. Isn't it interesting how we start out in one direction and then the course of experimentation and learning and all those things just kind of lead us right down the right path. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. And, and honestly, when I first heard about intuitive eating and mindfulness, I actually, I was listening to a podcast in my car and I, I remember kind of talking back to the podcast and I really thought, oh, this is just a bunch of malarkey and you're wrong. And oh my gosh, what are you trying to do? You, you know, this is, yeah. This is not right. And then I kept, so I kept but I kept listening. Yeah. So something was drawing me in. And um, then I started to dig into the research that this gal was talking about. And she was a fellow dietitian as well. And um, so that I think is what really intrigued me the most is how can you be saying all these things? But I really, what I really liked about the, everything that she was talking about was the the peace and the calmness that I felt when I thought, you know, if she's right, wow, <laughs> that would be, that would be really amazing. And um, so I dug into the research myself and, um, and tried it myself. And I've um, had quite the transformation for myself in terms of my whole approach and calmness and peace about, um, about how I do my menu planning and, and how I eat and how I just how I look at, at life from from nutrition perspective. So That's awesome. Okay, so a couple questions in there. Can you, okay. one, give us a little bit of an overview, just a brief description of what intuitive eating is? Okay, so intuitive eating is essentially relearning. And I say relearning because, you know, we start off being intuitive eaters when we're infants. When we're hungry, we cry for food and our parents respond, hopefully, <laughs> When we're toddlers, um, we are, we'll eat. And then when we're full, you can't get us to eat anymore. And we also eat the things that we like, things that, that taste good and that we enjoy. And it's really hard to get us to eat things that we don't care for, that we don't have a, a taste for. So yeah. that right there is intuitive eating. That's eating according to your hunger and it's eating according to your fullness and it's eating for satisfaction. And your body is going to tell you how many calories you need to sustain life. And if you listen to it <laughs> and, and follow, follow suit, you're going to eat the right amount of calories. You're going to eat balanced meals. You're going to enjoy food, first of all. <laughs> so there's just really no need to stress over it. And for me, that's my goal for all of my clients is to really help them remove the stress from their eating, from their whole approach to eating. And we use mindfulness. We use a lot of mindfulness to help them with that. So That's awesome. It sounds amazing. And yeah. uh, I am definitely intrigued and I would love to learn more about it. And I'm definitely signing up to watch your talk. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, I may have to do that today. So I, you know, make sure that I get it in there. But what is the number one struggle you see when people are kind of starting off? Maybe you've even experienced it yourself 
as you started your own intuitive eating journey, but what is that number one struggle that people face as they're starting to begin this topic? I think, you know, we kind of been victims of this thing called diet culture for a long time. And we have these ideas of this perfect body and this perfect meal plan or this perfect way of eating and, and our perfect lifestyles. And we, we all seem to be striving for that, that perfection. And I, I'm here to, to remind everyone that there is no perfect, there is no perfection. And um, really, you know, getting, getting past that is kind of the biggest struggle that, that most of the people that I see have a hard time with that, you know, to, to put that aside, that and the weight, you know, a lot of people want to want to focus on weight loss. And really with intuitive eating, we have to set that on the back burner and focus on relearning how to tune into our body. Because when you're focused on weight loss, you're restricting and anytime you're restricting calories, your focus is not on tuning into your body. It's tuning into external signals. So we talk about the external versus the internal signals and find, you know, figure out what those are, but um, we're so out of touch with all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's the pace of life that we live and, you know, the messages that we're fed and there's just this crazy combination of busyness and um, misinformation and pressure from society. Like I think all of those things are huge factors in that. And I love the fact that you're really kind of helping us to get in connection with our own body. I think that's really cool. Yes. Yep. That's actually the fun part. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. So question that I have is, do you have any clients or friends or family members that are really getting it right as far as intuitive eating, maybe even yourself, like um, that you just know when you're hungry, you know, when you're full, you know, uh, what foods you do like, you don't know what foods you don't like, and you don't really have to struggle with that anymore? Yeah, so, you know, I would have to say right now, all of my clients are kind of all at different places with that, and it's not ever, and, and, and I know this from personal experience too, that it's not ever that whole perfection thing, and even with intuitive eating, there is no, okay, you've, you've arrived, and then you're going right. to stay right there. Mm-hmm. You're going to always have times where, okay, I've, I've learned how to tune into my hunger, personally. I've learned how to, to stop eating when I'm full. Um, I've granted myself permission to eat the foods that I want to eat. I don't eat in secret anymore like I used to, and I'll talk about that in, in my, uh, my presentation. But I still have times where old habits you know, try to sneak in and old thoughts pop back in. Yeah. Um, that's always there. But I know for myself that, um, and I've seen this in, in some clients, that the, the success is in the fact that they recognize that and there's that awareness and they know what to do. Yeah. And that to me is like, okay, good. Now you're an intuitive Peter because you know what to do when that happens because it's always going to happen. You're always in society. You're going to be faced with the pressures that you talked about. You're going to be faced with the business of life. And, you know, as, as intuitive as I feel like I am, I still have days where I'll be going through my day and all of a sudden, oh my goodness, it's six hours since I ate last. And I'm all, I realize that it's like, oh my goodness, I am just famished. And that's when I really use that mindfulness to, uh, pay, you know, to help slow myself down so that I don't just totally go binge on 
whatever food I can get my my hands on. So um, there's definitely you know the the ideal that you want to you know that you want to strive for the majority of the time, but it's never going to be a it always works all the time. Yeah, um, and we just have to give ourselves grace when those things pop up. So yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, one question that I have, and this may be a question that other moms have, and I don't have to, I don't really face it now, but when I was working, I worked at a credit union and every time we, well, I'm not going to even say every time we had meetings, every time it was somebody's birthday, every time someone got a new cookie recipe, every time someone did anything, (laughs) they literally brought in like all of this, literally junk food, like cake, cookies, um, Mm -hmm. pies. I was definitely guilty of it. Like when my team would hit a sales goal or something like that, I would bring in food and and that kind of thing. If someone had a special preference, I would purchase that as well. But, you know, when you go to a meeting and there's like nothing but like cake and cookies and just stuff that's not good for you, and you're trying to to kind of be, well, you're new to intuitive eating, how would a new intuitive eater handle a buffet of junk food? So I, I, would, I would first just help them to, to be graceful with themselves in terms of you know, knowing that they may not get this perfect <laughs> right, yeah. right out of the starting gate, but just, you know, with, with intuitive eating, we, we walk through the, the 10 principles and we start off with kind of ditching that whole diet mentality. Mm-hmm. And then we move into honoring your hunger. And then we move into making peace with food. And that's where you grant yourself permission to eat anything that you want, okay. literally anything. And it doesn't stop there, but I think that's kind of in this scenario, that principle really comes into play that, you know, there's a magic that happens in your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's not just magic, it's actual science, but I call it magic because yeah. that's what it feels like. When you grant yourself permission to have it, the desire to have all of it goes way down. Oh, that's <laughs> so you suddenly can be satisfied with a whole lot less. You can be satisfied with a bite or just one cupcake. You don't feel like you have to sit there and eat the whole box of donuts or get to the donuts before anybody else does so that you get, you know, the ones that you want. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to those meetings before too. I know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so interesting. Okay. I love that. And I cannot wait to hear the rest of your session and learn all about intuitive eating and mindfulness. And I just, I think it's going to help so many moms on this summit. So I'm excited. I'm excited to share. Yeah. Well, thank you for agreeing to be here and share your knowledge with us. Yeah. Thank you. Hi everyone. Amanda Tento here, and I am excited to introduce you to our lovely speaker, Julia Busby. She is a mental health and wellness coach and also a podcaster. So Welcome, Julia. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of this. Yeah, definitely. I am super excited for your topic. She is going to be teaching us basically mindfulness, how to use mindfulness to redesign your business and also gratitude to redesign your business. So that is going to be an amazing topic. I love mindfulness and I love gratitude. So I'm very excited that you're going to be speaking and teaching us how to use those tools. Yes, come prepared, ready to learn. Awesome. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your business and how you got started. Um, I am the owner of Finding Her, so let me make a long story short. I am a special education teacher by day. Um, I've been doing that for nearly a decade, and I succumbed to compassion fatigue last year, last spring, 
um, and took a little bit of time off of work. I did work in an area at that time where I served students um, grades two through six in a special education specialized program. So they were all impacted with autism. So um, we're talking 14 students, so 14 families, getting to know them, doing extensive work um, in the areas of social skills, um, learning how to be students, mindfulness, gratitude, just self-regulation, self-management skills, doing all those things. And I actually gave more than what I could for them. So basically left everything on the table at work, would come home and I was just, you know, my gas tank was to zero. So succumb to that. So if you want to call it compassion fatigue, that's what's known for educators that really teach their heart out until there's no more, or you could call it emotional breakdown, just, you know, everything just came to a head. And during recovery, and going through therapy and doing all these things, I thought about all the other women in the world that struggle with this same issue. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a teacher. You could be in business. You could be a mom. You know, we have to wear all the hats, all the things. So I thought about it and I said, you know, I'm a teacher of little, for little humans. I should just make a business to where I can teach to everyone. So my dedication to that is women in business. And then I also have a very big heart for mental health and wellness. So I created this show, Finding Her on iTunes, because I feel like we can all become better leaders and moms and multitaskers, all the things in life, if we put our mental health first. So I'm not talking about mental health, like go to the doctors and get medicine. I mean, wellness, just like a dentist appointment, preventative care, all that thing. So that's where that came from. That's awesome. Well, that is an awesome story. I'm sorry you had to go through that to get there, but sometimes those are the lessons that yeah. need to happen and, and get us to where we need to be. So mm-hmm. um, if that hadn't happened and you hadn't poured your heart out to those little kids um, and, you know, gave them everything, then, you know, you might not be here today. So yeah, and definitely, and, and I actually transferred from that position. So I was there for six years. And then I transferred to a position where I'm not teaching as much anymore. I just case manage 10th graders in high school in special ed. So totally a different thing. But for me, because I do my business too and and the show, I was like, well, something's got to give. So we just do case management. But still all around the kids, but definitely a different experience. Yeah, that's good. And you may not have, I mean, once their, I guess, case is... Is there a time when the case is finished and then you, move, you know, you accept another child into that or? Um, actually, we are one of the first or actually the first uh, high school in Oregon to do full inclusion across a huge, like a 1600 plus student um, population serving social economic statuses from um, really disadvantaged to really affluent families. Mm-hmm. So we move up every year. So I do 10th grade right now. So my guys will, or students will move through the system. And then when they're seniors in high school, then I'll get a new batch. Oh, okay. That's very so we cool. kind of loop around. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like a really good way <laughs> that I think a lot of schools should be doing. Yeah. It, it's one of, we're one of the first ones. It's really challenging. And we've been, you know, I have a team of other eight partners that we've been really working really hard. Um, We do see daily successes, but we also see failures as well. So we're trying to like brainstorm and bring all that stuff and be mindful and and grateful for what we've done so far. So, yeah, well, I think that's in any 
thing. You're going to have failures. You're going to have successes. So it's just really leaning on those successes when you're in that failure state, right? And on each other for support. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you can kind of commiserate with them and compare notes and that kind of thing. I'm sure that helps a lot. Yeah, it does. It does. That's awesome. So what is the secret for those wanting to change their business? Maybe they're overwhelmed. Maybe they're just not in the place that they want to be in their business. Maybe they're pouring too much energy into it and maybe a little less energy would actually accelerate them. What is the secret for that, putting that mindfulness and gratitude into place? Just a little bit of it. We don't want you to spill all the beans because we want to watch (laughs) it talk, but... Well, with the mindfulness and the gratitude, it all revolves around self-awareness. So especially when we're business owners, we tend to go, 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 because we want to get the project done. We want to meet deadlines. We want to do all the things. Definitely starting off with a routine or starting off with maybe, I don't want to say looking in a mirror per se, but if you just visualize that, like being able to say, hey, I don't have enough time for my family or making a list of what your priorities are. We'll probably start with that. And then we notice that we're going to like time, time spent with family is going to be one or not enough time to do all of our marketing or not enough time to reach out to most of our clients that reach out or getting more information or content for our blogs. You know, I know that with my business, I have so many areas like blogging, podcasting, coaching, or even working on outside, like being part of this summit, you know? So being organized on top of working full-time still, that's that's a challenge for me. So I would just say self-awareness and then starting off with a solid routine. Like what do you want to get accomplished? What do you need to have to get that accomplished? What are you missing? Or even put out in that, you could even have like a burnout section. Like what am I doing too much of? Yeah. You know, so I used to have my calendar open for podcast recording all the time. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, this isn't going to work. So um, my business is fully automated. So that was another thing for me. So I didn't have to be doing 800 million things at one time. So I'm still learning how to do all the pieces. But um, definitely with Calendly and all of that, I went in and blocked off the days that I wasn't going to be recording, which is Sundays is a no-no and Mondays is a no-no. So those days I tend to spend more time with my kids or with my husband because at first I was like just locked away, you know, creating, creating, you know, you're so invested. You want so much to happen for your business, especially right now, not later. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I would say start off with a solid routine and identify those areas that you might be doing too much in or not enough. Okay. That's perfect. That sounds like a great way to start. And I'm sure that you're going to share the rest of it with us. I'm yeah. really excited about that. So if someone watches your talk and they apply what you're going to be teaching us about using that gratitude and that mindfulness. Um, so if somebody's watching your talk and they're applying what you're teaching us about redesigning our business with mindfulness and gratitude, what can they expect to be the outcome? Um, I think, and I'll talk about it during my talk too, about the research base and, and articles and podcast shows that we can connect with that will help us grow in that awareness and that mindfulness and that gratitude. So it's not a practice that is something that you're going to do in five days and then you're going to be like, oh, 
yeah, I redesigned everything. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a new way of looking at things and like building a practice. So we'll be talking about podcasts or books or meditations. Like um, there's so many things that you could do to educate yourself. So if somebody wants to work with me through this, great. I love it. But we also have so many free resources out there or going to the Barnes and Nobles and picking out a book or something. But just really getting you to stop, be aware of what your deficits and the positives in your life are, your routine. But then also, what are you going to do to implement those steps? So that could be learning all these new resources, continuing that, and then also having accountability. What's going to keep you from continuing to practice this either in a daily routine or a weekly routine. So that's what I find is practicing by having journals or learning how to meditate. There's so many things out there that really work and studies share and science, science researchers shared that gratitude rewires positive things in your brain. So, so many strategies, so many ideas, and then knowing that it's not going to be perfect and it's not going to be overnight, but it's something that you can implement into your life, redesign it into your business, and then your whole life will shift from that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me even more excited to watch your talk. <laughs> and I am very excited to actually apply all of that because I am one of the people that you're talking about. So <laughs> I give way too much to way too many people all the time. And it's just, uh, I don't know if it's like a an illness or what, but I would love to figure out how to stop doing that. And I do practice some meditation and do some other things that you're talking about, but I think I might be doing it in an unorganized way or not organized. Right, right. In way. It's really hard to instill new habits. Um, that's why we pull in accountability partners or something that you can do as a group. You know, if everybody yeah. joins and listens to my topic or we share on your podcast or any of that stuff, like mm -hmm. reaching out to somebody could be a family member, could be a parent, a friend, a best friend, somebody that wants to do it too. And they could even be like, Oh, I want to go work out more. Okay. Well, we'll, if you go work out, then I'm going to go ahead and do my mindfulness strategies. So yeah. something that you could be really excited about and share. And then that accountability partner is that person that is reliable and will be there to help push you along when you need it. Yeah, that's the key. <laughs> Find someone that's reliable. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited for your talk and I cannot wait to watch it. So thank yes. you so much for being here with us and looking forward to hearing it. Yes, I can't wait. Hi everyone, I am here with Teresa Lodato and she is a, an executive leadership and relationship coach. She is going to be teaching us in the Business Mom Summit how to increase or the gifts of increasing emotional intelligence. So welcome Teresa. Hi, thank you for having me. It's so exciting to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you and I'm very curious and excited about learning about your topic because I know emotional intelligence is something that can help us in absolutely every area of our life. And I know it's something that's really helpful for children and teaching them and all of those things. So I'm really excited to learn about it and apply it to my life as well as I'm sure all the other moms watching this are as well. Great. Yeah, it's such an exciting topic. And what's funny when it came onto the more into people's awareness, people started learning things. And I'm like, I've been doing this my whole life. So I'm excited to share this with you. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to learn. So tell me a little bit about your business and how you got started. 
Sure. Uh, so I actually started as a financial advisor for Merrill Lynch many years ago. That was my prior career. And I went through a period of intense working and ended up burning out. I actually developed a rare and serious form of migraine that causes me to get stroke-like symptoms down the left side of my body. They're called hemiplegic migraines. And I actually went out on permanent disability. That's how severe it was. And during that process I, of, of trying to figure out how am I going to, who am I, you know, if I'm not working, if I'm not my job, and then also trying to figure out how I got to that point. And so through about a 10-year period of exploring different healing modalities, I went back to grad school and studied psychology and just really focused on what I could do in my life that would be rewarding, that would work with my illness. And through that process, you know, I just started remembering all the tools that I've had within me and uncovering those and utilizing those on a regular basis. And here I am <laughs> with a business again, yeah. um, defying the rules of, you know, being permanently disabled and, you know, really doing something that I'm so passionate about, helping people get into deeper relationship with themselves and with other people. That's awesome. That's a great story. I'm glad that you've overcome, you know, that disability. That sounds really scary, first of all, mm -hmm. uh, and really debilitating to be able to, or to have those stroke symptoms and not be able to know that it's not necessarily a stroke. Yeah, well, and just, and just the, it not being predictable, I think was the most challenging part, not knowing, I still get migraines, but even with the technique that I teach people in my books, I'm not even getting the migraines as much because it really is addressing all these chronic stress-related illnesses, which is why I wrote the book because I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> people need to know this. They should be teaching this in school. <laughs> if it's working for you, then it's going to work for others. So Absolutely. Not, you know, you definitely need, I feel like we all need to share that wealth when we find something that works. Absolutely. Um, it's just can be life-changing, so... Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you wrote your book. Yeah, Thank you. Yes. And that you're here to share this with us. So what is the number one struggle that you see for people um, that are, you know, trying to learn about this topic or trying to kind of grow in this area? Mm, I think the number one challenge for people is just that first skill of presence, learning how to be present in the moment. And I tell my clients all the time, if you can just learn this one thing, just, just this one, you will be so much farther along in your relationships. Your, your relationships will flow and be, have a lot more ease in them just with that one thing. So I work a lot with people just working on their skills of getting present and remaining present, you know, because it's easy to kind of pop out when you have an emotion or you get triggered man, that's the first thing that goes as you start playing all those records that are in your unconscious and being able to be present with it, just bringing it back to the present moment. What's, what, what's going on for me right now? Yeah. And I think that's the key. That's awesome. I love that answer. Um, it's, I think definitely I am one of those people, so I won't touch on that too much more, but <laughs> I'm always thinking we about all, something else. <laughs> we, all, we all do that. Even me, you know, I, I practice this on the regular, but even I, you know, pop out every once in a while, but because I have the skills, it's a practice. That's another yeah. thing to really understand. There is no perfection in this. 
this is just a practice or something that you do regularly that becomes a habit and what you want to do is just make it automatic. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, boy, am I excited for your talk because I really want (laughs) to figure that out. So has anything changed in this area, this field of emotional intelligence and the practices that you're going to be teaching us within the last, you know, six months or a year or any major changes in that industry? You know, not particularly, except for my book, because my book is out right now and hard copies will be coming out in just like a week. Oh my gosh. Right, so okay. so uh, nothing has changed in, in form um, or in terms of what I'll be teaching, but there are lots of great topics out there and I'd be happy to share resources with anyone if there's a particular area that you want to go deeper into. My technique is wonderful. It's useful. It's been used by my clients, many, many clients, friends and family use it as well. So it definitely has good application and people are able to experience the results of it. However, I'm not the only one out there that's talking about these things. And so if there is a key area that you're struggling with, be happy to share resources so that you get the help you need to get in the best relationship with yourself so that you can live an authentic and fulfilled life. Awesome. Thank you. And can you give us a little bit more information about your book? Sure. About your book and... Yeah. (laughs) So my book is called Why Aren't You Listening to Me? And it's Elevate Your Emotional Intelligence and Connect with Your Team. And my book, it's geared towards my corporate clients but it has practical applications in uh, my personal clients' lives as well. And in the book, I walk you through a story of a fictitious client, Lauren is her name, and it kind of follows the arc of coaching. So you get an idea of what you get in a coaching session or a series of coaching sessions with me, and then you get all the practical tools that I give to my clients at different points of the coaching relationship. And so if you read the book and you can absorb and utilize all the tools, hey, more power to you. I want you to have and live your best life yet. But if you get to the end of the book and you have questions or you feel like you need additional assistance, you can always reach out to me and we can talk about different programs I offer as well as one-on-one coaching sessions so that you can really uncover the beliefs and the perspectives that are in your life that are running, it's almost like your unconscious works on automatic patterns, you know, like breathing. You don't have to tell yourself to breathe. It automatically does it. The same goes for your beliefs and your perspectives. And that's what I really point out in my book is helping bring awareness to that fact. And then also giving you tools to be able to make those adjustments within yourself so that when you are relying on your unconscious patterning, it is, it's positive. It's positive action that your body is taking. So that's what I hope that people get from the book. My clients seem to love it and um, other people that have been reading it have been getting really good feedback. So I'm excited just for people to get it and start applying it and witnessing how their lives change for the better. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to read it as well. And I will be getting it when it comes out next week. <laughs> and of course, when by the time you're watching this, it will have already been out because we're recording this in February. So um, definitely grab that, grab her book. And if you would like, there is going to be a link to it in wherever you're watching this, there's going to be a link. So definitely, definitely grab your copy. And we are so honored to have you as part of the Business Mom Summit. 
I am so excited. And it sounds like you've got so many wonderful speakers. So I'm excited to be watching the summit with all the, the listeners. So this will be a really great time. Yeah, it's going to be a great one. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Amanda Tento here, and I am with Mary Allison Brown. She is a mental health therapist, and she is going to be teaching us how to overcome fear and self-sabotage. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, me too. And I am really excited about this topic because I think this is probably the number one thing that holds all of us mom business owners back from success. Yeah. Like it's the number one thing. And I think this could be one of the most important talks. If we can overcome these things, then I think we can get it right. Yes, I think it's so important because what happens, and I'll be talking about this in my talk, but our conscious brain sets these big, bold goals for all these things that we want to accomplish in our business and in our life. Well, it's up to our unconscious brain to take action to meet those goals. And so very often in our unconscious brain, that's where our emotional brain lives. And what happens is we get scared. Our brain's job is to keep us safe and it likes to keep us in our comfort zone because it knows how to keep us safe there. And so what I see with my clients, both in my therapy practice and in my coaching practice so often is that people end up sort of chasing their tail in circles because they leap out of their comfort zone and then they freak out their emotional brain and then they go back, they self-sabotage to get back to that comfort zone place. And so when we can learn to overcome that pattern of behavior, we can actually make meaningful progress in the direction that we're trying to go. And that's so powerful. That makes complete sense. And I, I know that I, I can like literally in my mind note a lot of different times as you're saying that, that I've done that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Me too. And I always call it go big, then go home because we just scare ourselves. And so our brain's survival instincts kick in and they send us back to the center of our comfort zone. So we like leap out and then we go hide under the blankets or whatever. And there's many times that I can think of as well, where I've done the same thing, had this big burst of energy. I'm going to do this big, huge thing. And then my brain said, oh no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. And so it's really fun to talk about how to shift that relationship and how to really get those two parts of your brain that you need to work together instead of fighting against each other. Such a powerful shift. I'm so excited to talk about it. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait too. So before we get started in talking about it a little bit more, tell me a little bit about how you got started in your coaching business and in your private practice and everything. Sure. So I have been working for myself fully since 2016. And actually my business really started with mental health. Actually, for all of the moms here, my true specialty in the mental health world is infant and early childhood mental health. So birth to five. And I'm a certified clinical trauma specialist. So what that means when you put it together is that I've worked with lots of very young children who've experienced really significant trauma. Well, I was working with a child and through my work with the child who'd experienced tons of trauma, foster mom actually during the time that I was working with that family had a suicide attempt. Mm -hmm. So I had this big, huge epiphany of like, I've spent my whole career focusing on our youngest little citizens and the people who care for the youngest citizens, moms in general, are really bad at knowing how to take care of themselves. And that's kind of what started the online piece of my business. And it was really focused around self-care. And I still have a huge focus around self-care because it has to start there. That's the foundation. 
But once you have a good foundation of self-care in your life, that's when you can kind of move to this next level of really identifying your own self-sabotaging patterns of behavior, your own limiting beliefs, and then doing the work you need to do to reprogram those things. So that's sort of how this whole journey got started. That's so cool. And I love that you've kind of identified that the mom is the one that you can help and then they can in turn help your patient, right? Kind of. Or your client. Is it a client or a patient? Yeah, absolutely. Because healing, any type of healing, right, only happens in relationship. And so in order to support child mental health, we need moms to know how to take care of themselves. And moms who are business owners are notoriously bad at that because when you're not taking care of your family, you're taking care of your business. There are so many demands on your time. And I think it's so important because everything that requires your energy to thrive requires you to thrive. Like you are the foundation for your family and your business. And so if you can build that foundation and then really shift and reprogram the limiting beliefs that lead to self-sabotaging behaviors, that's like a clear path toward exactly where you want to go. Yeah, that is awesome. I am very, very excited to watch your talk. I can't wait. Okay, so so excited too. (laughs) One last question for you. What is the number one struggle that you see mom business owners? You've kind of touched on it already, I think, but what do you think is the number one struggle for mom business owners in particular with that fear and self-sabotage coming in? Well, one of the biggest things that I've experienced personally and also seen with a lot of my clients is just that inability to slow down. However, specifically related to this talk, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you are constantly being pushed out of your comfort zone. If your unconscious mind can't tolerate that, you can't do the things that you set out to do. You can't reach your goals. And so I really do see sort of that pattern of like two steps forward, one step back Mm -hmm. as people are essentially fighting themselves, right? Like their conscious brain is like, yes, I'm going to do this thing. And their unconscious brain is like, no, 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 that's not safe. I don't like this. And so I really think that when we can really learn to shift our relationship with fear and we can learn how to reprogram that pattern that we can make massive, massive progress toward exactly what we're trying to accomplish. That's awesome. I know that me in particular, I do everything that you're saying um, (laughs) repeatedly multiple times a week. And uh, I really can't wait to see your talk and to kind of apply those things to my own life and my own business. And I'm sure that there are thousands of moms out there watching this that are feeling the same exact way. So absolutely. And it's always my goal to make sure that I take sort of these bigger concepts and make them super actionable. And so when you do listen to my talk, that's what you'll see is there's a very practical tips, tricks, strategies, things that you can apply to your life to actually implement this to make a real difference. Well, that is perfect. That is exactly what we need on the Business Mom Summit. And I am so excited and happy that you're here and participating. And if you want to watch Mary Allison's talk, it is going to be on Monday, April 20th. Yay, I'm so excited. Can't wait. Me too. Hi, everyone. Amanda Tento here with Daisy Clements. And I am very excited to have her on to the Business Mom Summit because she is going to be sharing with us probably one of the most needed topics of the summit because We all do this. So we were just talking about this before we started the recording. We literally all do this. So it's 
she's going to be sharing with us why you're not taking the action that you want to take and how to make it happen. So welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. I'm very honored. Yeah, I am super excited to have you here. So first we'll get started by learning a little bit more about you and how you got started in your business. And yeah, just tell us a little bit more. Okay, awesome. So I actually kind of my journey as a life coach kind of started five ish years ago. So my son, he was about 12 to 18 months old. And I was trying to figure out what did it mean to really eat healthy? And how could I be a more healthy role model for my child? And I really hated working out. And, you know, I wanted to be able to be more active with my child and participate with him more and just really wanted to be able to work out without hating it and ended up stumbling kind of into Beachbody and was a Beachbody coach for a couple of years and kind of discovered that I really loved, it opened me up to the mindset coaching world. Like I'd always loved personal development books and I just didn't realize there's this whole world of coaching and the mindset piece and kind of as I was a Beachbody coach, what I discovered was that I really didn't know like when someone was stuck and not able to do something that they wanted to do or doing something that they didn't really want to be able to do, like how to help them get unstuck from that to be able to move forward and make the changes that they wanted to make. And I saw that with, my, with myself as well. Like there were times where change seemed kind of easy and like it was just sort of happening. And there are other times where it's just like, at the time for me, it was morning routines. I felt like I kept spinning through the same cycle over and over and over again for like two years straight. And it seems like I always kind of ended up doing the same thing and getting stuck in the same places. And it's, it's very frustrating. It can leave us feeling like there's something wrong with us or like we're doing something wrong and we keep starting over. And I had to kind of just take a step back and say, okay, I really want to learn more about the brain and how it works so I can really help myself and others make these changes that they want to be able to make mm-hmm. without feeling like there's something wrong with them. Yeah. That's awesome. So what kind of... Um did you use to learn more or what did you do? Okay. So I, up until that point, before I decided to take a step back, mm-hmm. I was involved in beach body coaching, like I said, but I didn't really have my own mindset coach or anything like that. I was kind of doing it on my own. And I kind of decided at that point, you know, it's kind of interesting that I really want to be a mindset coach, but I haven't really invested in any sort of coaching really for myself beyond, you know, reading the books or listening to talks or whatever it is. Yeah. And so I kind of went on my own, like search for, a coach and kind of checked out one-to-one coaching, checked out group coaching. That's around the time when I got exposed to the life coach school and learned what she, she calls it the self-coaching model. And it's kind of the simple model where everything that happens in our lives fits into one of five categories. And it's kind of like a formula for how your brain works. And that was when I discovered that, that made everything click for me. It was like the missing piece of the puzzle, all these quotes and stuff that I've read, like it all clicked in my brain. And I was just like this, I need to know more about this and how this works and how I can use this to really create the change that I want in my life and same for other people. That's awesome. Awesome. And that's Brooke Castillo's life coach school. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her podcasts and I've, um, you know, I've seen all of her programs and she just does some really amazing stuff. I think one of the things that I always remember from her podcast is it's better to be like done (laughs) than, uh, or it's better to kind of like put it out there than for it to be perfect. That's one of my favorite things that I always kind of remember from her podcast. I'm like, okay, just put it out there. Don't be like, you know, making it perfect. But yeah, I love her. So yeah, I love that you said that so much because a lot of the people that I help, like the moms that I help do have like those perfectionistic and people pleasing tendencies that can really hold them back. And I just love helping people work through that. So yeah, well, that is awesome. It's good to know that there's uh, someone in the summit that we can go to for that. (laughs) 
What is the number one struggle for mom business owners when they're trying to get started with something or what is the thing that holds them back the most? I think it's kind of, so I would say the number one thing is that we tend to think that our actions, like we try to act ourselves into a new result without really pausing to understand why we do what we're doing in the first place. Like what is that thought and feeling driving that and how is that affecting us? And I think also on the flip side of that, really understanding why we even want what we want in the first place, because a lot of times we're telling ourselves we really want something, but really it's about like our worthiness or acceptability as a human being. And there are actually multiple paths to get what it is that we want. So it's kind of like, we think we want this thing over here, but really it's like, we want this thing. So like for me, as an example, so last year with my business, I had set, or end of 2018, I had had one revenue goal in mind. And then some things happened with the coach certification program that I was in. And I started subconsciously questioning like, like my goal being good enough, like, oh, I should have a different revenue goal or Michael should actually be this because this isn't a good enough goal. And kind of like setting our goals for how it looks like we want our goal to look good to other people or like feel like we, our goal should be a certain thing. And then it's like, we're trying to achieve something that we, we're not really connected to in the first place. We just feel like that's what we should want or should be doing. And really we want this other thing. So we, then we end up in this like tug of war with ourselves Yeah. and really understanding like on the other side of that, what is it that I really want? Like, why am I, cause it all comes back to how we want to feel like a feeling that we want or a feeling that we want to avoid, which is what I talk more about in my talk. And what I found like for myself when I did some of this, my own work is that I kept having this thought of like, I just want to be one of these people, like these successful coaches or the whatever. Yeah. And really recognizing like I thought what I wanted at the end was like a sense of pride or accomplishment like I did it I hit this goal but really what it was about was me wanting to be like I'm I'm one of these people which was more about acceptance and belonging and to be able to really align more with my own goal I kind of had to create that for myself now where it's like I belong here now and creating evidence for that now and showing up from that place as opposed to trying to strive for that place. Mm -hmm. That is awesome and so what I guess I have a question about that experience for you. Mm -hmm. Were you basically kind of comparing your goal to other people's goals and it was kind of making you want to reformulate that? Is that what was happening or was it that you felt like maybe your goal wasn't big enough or you knew you could do more? I don't know. I think it was kind of a combination of the two. So in my particular situation, so I got certified. I mean, I was kind of doing the life coaching before, like I said, and kind of took a step back to learn more about the brain and then became a certified coach. And I had a baby the same time that I got certified, like within a week, week of each other. Wow. And so originally I had kind of set this goal that, you know, I wanted this first year to be slower. M making money wasn't like the main priority. And I wanted to kind of build more of a foundation for my business and, and do a lot more free coaching, this sort of a thing and not have like revenue really be the main goal. But then in the certification program, it's strongly recommended that you make your investment back the first year yeah. and these different things. And so there was this other voice in my head, like, Oh, you should really make this money back. And you know, you should make maybe twice that money back. Like your goal should actually be this instead of that. Yeah. And you know, so kind of saying that was my goal and like, really it was kind of almost like I was looking like that was my goal, like saying that was a goal, trying to make that my goal. But like inside I was kind of really attached to like, it was like that back and forth. Yeah. And so when I was really able to settle into like what I really wanted, then it became so much more easy to act from like a more aligned place of what I really wanted. Okay. That, that makes complete sense. So 
what ended up happening unless you tell us that in your talk? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, now I have to know. <laughs> yes, I, I did not talk about this specific example in my talk. But so what ended up happening for me is last year it was because I kind of worked through this throughout the year and I got a bunch of different coaching on my own. And it was kind of more towards the end of the year where I really recognized that this is kind of what was happening. And so last year I did end up making, it's so funny because we beat ourselves up for not hitting the goal, but I did end up doing what I originally wanted to do, which was the foundation of my business and like money, not like making some income, but not like that income goal that I should yeah. be making. Right. Right. And then whereas at the end of the year, so like this year in January, I made almost as much as all of last year. And wow. my goal this year was more around revenue versus where last year it was. It, yeah. it wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? So just yeah. when we're in more of that aligned place of like what we actually want versus what we should want makes yeah. a lot of a difference. And also you got to probably enjoy your baby more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's another, that's kind of like a parallel goal, right? Um, and I think that's also one of the things as mom business owners that we kind of start our business so that way we can enjoy more of our kids. But then we start like, okay, well, I still have these bills over here that need to be paid or, you know, I have like these revenue goals and those, while they're parallel, sometimes they can be conflicting, right? Yeah, totally. And I think that's one reason why it is so important to like watch our brains and like manage our, like what is happening inside my head because we can so easily like feel torn between all these different priorities that we have. Yeah, that's so cool. I love the example and I love that you already completely blowing your goal out of the water. So for 2020. Love it. So who do you feel is, do you know anybody I should say that's really getting it right as far as taking action and aligning themselves with the goals properly and just having that mindset match their actions and hitting the goals? Yeah. I mean, I know lots of people. I actually kind of want to put a little bit of a twist on this because a lot of people, like I said, who I work with that kind of have like the perfectionist tendency. And I think we can tend to get into our mind that there is like this perfect way or this right way, or that that means like you're always doing it right. And that change kind of looks like this or like this. And then we get really frustrated because then it looks like this. Like it's like you start out perfect and it just goes downhill from there. And yeah. then you feel like something's wrong with you. And so the people that, that I, in my mind and like how I like to view it for myself is like kind of like like a meditative practice where it's like, can things happen where it doesn't have to mean something about you? Like maybe you're just having a moment, like it's part of being human and kind of recognizing that life is that ebb and flow and being able to continually bring yourself back and bring yourself back to where it is that you want to go. Yeah. Okay. That's a great example. A great tip. Even, <laughs> I guess it's a tip slash example. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, and I guess you're wanting like a specific example of a specific person? No, no, that's perfect. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a great example. It's a great demonstration kind of more in that it gives us an idea of how, how we can overcome the perfectionism and align ourselves with our goals. I guess that's what I was meaning to say there. So that's awesome. I love it. So is there any one tip that you would like to leave us with as a little preview to your session? So I think the one tip I could leave you with is just maybe just noticing when you're doing something, like why are you doing what you're doing? And just kind of paying attention because a lot of times what our brain does is we think we need to do something different to create something different so we can feel better. 
And actually how it works is that there's always stuff that's happening outside of us. Like it's always going to be this 50-50 balance. Like there is just different than here. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. And recognizing that it's always about what we choose to think about something or in other words, our attitude towards something that creates our feeling that then drives the action we're able to take or not. And if we try to take action without recognizing how we're feeling, then we're just going to be stuck spinning yeah. because it's like trying to make yourself do something you don't want to do. Yeah. And it's back to that alignment, right? Of what you really feel inside with what you really want. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Well, I, for one, cannot wait to see your talk and I will be feverishly taking notes. I know. So I just want to thank you for being part of the Business Mom Summit. And if you want to watch Daisy's session, she is going to be on day one in the mind category. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Business Mom Summit. If you're struggling with anything in your business, in your mindset, in your marketing, with your self-care, or even with your social media, this is the summit for you. Featuring more than 30 speakers that are experts in their industry to help you up-level your life, your business, your social, your marketing, you get the picture, all for free. You can attend the Business Mom Summit for free and it is a virtual summit, so you don't have to fork out any cash for travel expenses or hotels or babysitters or any of those things. You can attend from the comfort of your own home. The Business Mom Summit will take place from April 20th through April 24th, and you can register at businessmomsummit.com, and you can also take a little sneak peek of preview interviews of our topics and our speakers on businessmomsummit.com. Can't wait to see you there.